1: I love a good line, Judge. He goes, Quiet, please. Quiet, please. <laughs> no one knows where he's from. He has this weird accent, like he went to boarding school, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's like Seves, Williams, yes. Advantage. Yes. Serena. You're like, Yeah,
0: what? if you look down, it's always Anthony Hopkins <laughs> in Silence of the Lambs. It's what they look like. Always. They always want a Chianti It's too much. I agree. <laughs> Michelle Buteau. What's up?
1: What's up? Welcome to adulting. I'm here with my co-from-go, Michelle Buteau.
0: Don't you know.
1: She's dressed oh. in a gorgeous ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Having a moment.
0: I love prairie sleeves and I can't help it. it she is who she is. <laughs> also, I love, um, I love that designers are finally having a plus category because now I could look the way I feel. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I talk about this in my book, Survival of the Thickest, Plus Size Essays in a Small Minded World. Ow. But <laughs> if you've ever had like, I don't want to say passion for fashion because like what like what bumper sticker? Do it. No, we're well, there. Am I a bumper sticker in Vermont? Get out of here. <laughs> but it sucks because like all your friends just look fly and they have different colors on and you're just still in the black and the cheetah trying to figure out hmm. your way. So it's very nice. I really respect Lizzo and Nicole Byer. For, like, the crop top of it all and the no bra moment. Mm. Like, you better. Right. I'm not there yet, but I will be soon. It's sort of like a Benjamin Button, but with your booty. Like, you get to age <laughs> backwards. <and forth. laughs>
1: Wait a minute. And Explain like this. Wait, how is it a Benjamin Button with your because booty? Because
0: if you were born, like, let's say 30 to 40 some odd years ago. let's just say Let's just say okay. that category. You did not, <laughs> you, didn't like us. Have, you didn't have plus size options, right? So you right. always were either, you know, an oversized something or the other, or your dad's mm. shirt and you try to make it work or something black. Like you right. always look like a Greek widow, but, <laughs> but now, so you just like, you were just made to feel conservative, you know, like even when I would do right. vintage picks, it was always like, it was giving very Mrs. Doubtfire. And I'm like, I am not 65, you know, I'm 22. Mm. And so those were always like the dresses that came in the sizes. And so now that I'm in my mid 40s, bitch, you better.
1: <laughs> I get
0: to wear fun, funky, colorful things. So it feels like yeah. my booty is a Benjamin Button. It's aging backwards.
1: Oh, it's aging backwards. Interesting. That was a long road.
0: It's always a windy road. Okay, <laughs> to, to Benjamin my Button. my stories are like Lombardo Street yes. in San Francisco. It's <laughs> gonna take time, but enjoy the view. Uh, ah, yeah. let's get on. I'm done. I'm done with me. Let's just get yeah. on.
1: Can I? Can I say something now?
0: <laughs> you <laughs> are such a middle. Every time you say that, I'm like the poor middle huh? child in Texas <laughs> at the dinner table. No,
1: it's. I was just gonna say my daughter. This is terrible, I and this is going to haunt me, but I found my daughter's journal, and— You went through it? These It's it's hysterical. Um, she's nine years old.
0: Why did you go through it? My mom went through my journal. Because
1: my wife showed it to me. What am I supposed to do? Not look at it?
0: Yeah, be like, those are her feelings. What
1: am I supposed to do? Not read it on adulting?
0: Stop.
1: It's about—she has deep feelings about—what am I supposed to do? Not read her feelings about Halloween candy?
0: And then talk about it? We could
1: always edit it out later. You
0: know, nobody edits
1: anything at <laughs> exactly right. They just leave all our
0: shit up in here. I'm like, you guys edit this out, right? They're like, sure. Uh-huh. Sure. Well, we came, we came up a little short in this episode, so we have to keep your most <laughs> darkest personal secrets <laughs> in the
1: show. Now that we're here, okay, whatever. Listen, the cake's getting baked. Oh. The McKay Place Times. Uh-oh. That's what it's called. Uh, main article. Well, oh, she spelled it A-R-T. I-C-A-L. Halloween crazy. She says, everyone knows that Halloween was on the 31st of October. (laughs) Who is she addressing here in her diary? But lately, I've been seeing a lot of candy, and Halloween already passed. This Halloween, I noticed that the neighborhood people, the neighborhood people, either got a lot more or a lot less candy than last year. But one thing's for sure, people are littering. Mm-mm. No. It appears that Halloween hasn't gone. There's a lot more left than you think! Exclamation point. Lately, I saw a Twix, a Hi-Chew, and a Milky Way just lying there Ooh. on the floor oh. in perfect condition. Oh. I should know, Noel. <laughs> I ate them! What?! Myself. Oh. At first, I thought I was just a lucky duck. But then they kept popping up everywhere. I also noticed a lot of rappers, too. I had to swim through a sea of them just to grab something from the deli. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, global wa- Beautiful use of a comma there. I mean, global warming's bad already. What? Are we really going to make it worse? Oh. Please stop littering. The planet's fate is depending on you. On you. Who is she addressing? It's a journal. It's for her.
0: No, no, <laughs> no. You better give her a soapbox for Kwanzaa because she is ready. Okay. I, I, th- I <laughs> thought it was going to be different. This was very inspiring because she's saying, I know. Have your fun, have your sweet treat in the time that we mm-hmm. said we would. And also, pick the fuck up after yourself. (laughs) I am with your daughter 1,000%. Have fun.
1: I'm with her, too. I'm with her, too. I just love what's going on in that little cabeza. I'm like, what's going on up there? And she's just like, pick your trash up. Get the planet neat, people, while I eat on these Milky Ways.
0: It's interesting because your daughter is really good with other kids, which is always just like... That's just so fun for other parents. Truly. And then she'll also go off on her own and read a book if she feels like it. But then she also plays well with others. So, you know, she's she's just perfect. She's a perfect little angel because she's bossy but also plays well. It's just it's everything you guys just heard. You guys did so good.
1: It's a, yeah. She you did she's so really she's good. a great kid.
0: She really is. She
1: makes me She's so cute. And I just love how cute she is. And I love that she's so conscientious and earnest. And that's why I read this. And probably 20 years from now, eh, she'll, you
0: know, hold it against me. She's going to hate you (laughs) for this, but also have like a deal from Mars. Also, (laughs) you and your wife were like the first, I think, comedian. You were the first comedian I know, well, one of the first to have a kid. And Mm -hmm. it looked like it was going so well. So it was very inspiring
1: oh that's kind
0: well yeah because you always like see comedian dads just being like oh my favorite thing's ruined pussy am i right and you're like ew and it's like <laughs> oh my god i can't wait to go do the cruise line for seven why weeks. do you
1: always do like a joe de rosa impression whenever you're doing <laughs> oh no <laughs> like how dare
0: comedian. you joe de rosa hilarious <laughs> comedian also has a sandwich shop check him out We'll have him on the show. Lord Jesus. You know what? Let me not get myself in trouble by way of you. Let's get on to the show, you guys. We have a great comedian, also a dad, also a prolific thinker. I wonder what his journal was like at nine years old.
1: (laughs) It was probably fantastic. It had great insights. I mean, when he came on, like, oh, I love this man. Yes, let's get to it. He's inspiring. Talk about inspiring. The one and only Alabama's own. (laughs) Very few good things come out of Alabama, let me just say. Okay? We got the peanut. George Washington Carver The Commodores And our guest Roy Wood Jr That's where you were Supposed to come in
0: Sorry I just had so much fun Watching you Oh my god This is too much Can just get- <laughs> Let's just get to it Jeez Brooklyn Make some motherfucking noise What is going Hey 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 Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. I'm tired can we make it a little softer make it darker i don't have to see everybody i am also
1: free in my hips as well as you see very free in my hips
0: how's everybody doing what's up brooklyn (laughs) you guys look woke as hello nice to meet you
1: new york is back in, in (laughs) in a big motherfucking way is it i feel like it i feel like it our character is back our charisma
0: don't right. you think? Sure. It felt like you were going to pass me a pamphlet. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I was like, what? All right. I guess it's back. I guess so. I also like how quickly New Yorkers could get over something, too. Like, if, you know, if something's going down on the subway and someone, like, why do we act like it's musical chairs just, like, running in for the seat? <laughs> Especially, like, on the four, five, and six. I'm like, everyone calm down. It's going to come again, Right. And just like grown men sitting down being like, I got you. Right? And then I'll just start acting like I have gas or some shit. I'm just like, oh. (laughs) But like standing with my butt around their face like, oh. (laughs) Sorry, I just really wanted that seat.
1: I've broken up a fight. And then like
0: in 2.2, they're just like, you need a... I was like, yeah. (laughs) Have you ever faked it for a seat?
1: No, I, I was just gonna say I broke
0: up a fight once. Is that what you just said to me?
1: Yeah, I broke up a fight. I
0: wasn't listening. Let me
1: set the scene. It was during. I would love it was, for
0: you to set the scene. Picture it. Was, it. It, was,
1: it was picture it. Uh, it's winter during the before times in about uh, <laughs> 2019, and uh, we we just pulled into the 34th Street station. It was very cold. It's bitterly cold, and I had I was so uh, like I had my you know my jacket on and everything like that, and I remember this lady.
0: Uh, is this a long story?
1: No, it's very quick. It seems long, but it's
0: not. Okay, I'm interested.
1: Now, um, the unhoused lady gets on, and she's eating a chicken from a cellophane bag, and uh, like a whole chicken, a whole bird. And, Does this uh, get better? Yes. I mean, not better, but what happens is. All right, because I wore what, red lips this, tonight. Here's, just, what happened. Okay. here's what happened. This other lady gets up, bumps the lady with the cellophane bag. The lady with the bag goes, oh, no, you didn't, like that. And then they start going back and forth. And I was like, ladies, ladies, please, because it's two <coughs> women of color. They reminded me. You know, I was like, uh, it's like, I, you know, I think about my family. You know, I'm like, I'm like, please, sisters, like, let's work this out. <laughs> <laughs> I had like Obama vibes. I was like, let's, uh, let's work this out. We talked you know, about the Obama vibe. I put myself between them. And the lady with the cellophane bag didn't like that. So she whopped me with the chicken on my head.
0: Oh, my God. Jordan. (laughs) She hit you with the
1: chicken. Which is really (laughs) actually a lot heavier than you might think. (laughs) So she kind of, like, used it like a, you know, like a knight. Had that thing. A bludgeon, you know, a mace, right? She used it like a mace. And she... She maced me with the chicken in my head. And then the the next part, I did not expect. She hit me with the dark meat, and then she... (laughs) She took off her clothes and she jumped on me. (laughs) And then we're... And so... And so we immediately, like, immediately, I, like, hit the floor, like, oh, like... And I'm, like, rolling around (laughs) with this lady, like this, on the subway floor. And by the way, here comes, here comes a Snapple bottle at me, rolling on the floor. I avoid that. I'm like, ugh, you know what I mean? I avoid that because God knows what that's full of, you know? And then I black, I completely blacked out. And for a moment in a different life, we could have dated, you know? Like, I just, (laughs) yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, And And I thought I knew you so well. Yeah. Then 40 seconds stream was like bing bong and I was like, I'm out. (laughs) And that was it.
0: I broke up a fight. (laughs) Can we please go on with the show? Yes, of (laughs) Of course. course. (laughs) (laughs) Did you learn a lesson?
1: My lesson is to do it again. (laughs) That's what I'm gonna (laughs) do. That's, yeah. Okay, i um, yeah.
0: very excited for our next guest He's done the show a couple times yes. He's so fucking great He's a contributor on The Daily, Daily show. show He's got multiple specials um, He's so dope, we love him You. We know you will too, okay Please give it up for Roy, Roy Wood, Jr. Wood Jr. Roy Wood
1: Jr. Jr.'s here So glad you're here. Wow.
2: Now where you want me? We'd love you right there, right there. Right here? Yes. That's the seat of honor. Can we make sure that his mic is on? I don't know if it's on or not. It doesn't matter. Oh no. We'll work. Should we go back to Radio Shack? The mic light is on. It says red. I don't fucking know. Uh
0: oh. I've
2: been I think television.
0: I think I think Hello? the mic just heard um, yeah. Jordan's story and cut himself off. How y'all been?
2: Uh, good to see you two. I mean that. Like there's very few people, like comedians, that are fucking like. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Like, New York is... Uh, but I, I've, you two have always been genuine and kind. And, I mean, we go back, like, at least 15 years. Sound like yes. that. Probably longer.
1: 2006, I met 2006,
0: you. 2006, Montreal. Montreal. New Montreal. face. Wow.
2: Yes. Man, right that here. A yeah. good time, man. I yeah, feel man. like
0: we did... Mo' Better Mondays together in L.A., maybe? it's
2: the black comedy show. Yes,
0: we did that, but also
2: Montreal as well. But I think it was like 08 when I met you at Montreal. What
0: were we doing Last Comic Standing together?
2: It's possible.
0: Yeah. When you're hustling, it's a fucking blur. You just yeah,
2: and it is do the good. thing,
0: have some drinks. It's Hopefully good, you don't though, because be an asshole. You,
2: over, the, over the arc of that, you're able to see who the assholes are and who the genuine people are and who the yes. opportunists are and you two have never been that. It's always been genuine. I'm happy to be here. I love you. Oh, Yay! Man. We love you. We love you, man. I don't leave my house. You yeah. don't leave your house? <laughs> I I, I'm not touring this year. Like, I'm like, yeah. no, I'm on some, I gotta figure out a new way to do my comedy. So I get not tour right now. So I don't, well, no. Are you spending more time like a, with your with your little guy? Yeah, I got the boy. He's six now. I got two wow. episodes of Better Call Saul to knock out. I got shit to do, but I'm here. <laughs> here, goddamn series finale, and I'm freaking here. How old are your boys now? Oh, uh, just the one. He's six. Oh my and goodness. It's been good, and it, it's kind of dope that this year was the year that I chose to kind of come off of the road because he's now cognizant of me being gone and the yeah. idea of days of the week and knowing daddy will be back this day and gone this many days. Mm-hmm. So it's been cool to, you know, like we do, like, like I thought I was going to be a thug. <laughs> <laughs> we rode bikes across the Brooklyn Bridge
1: together. Oh, come
2: on. Shut up. <laughs> That's beautiful. But it was fun. Like I fucking, I, I yeah. loved it. I really did. I'm trying to get him to push himself and Brooklyn Bridge that ain't no that ain't no it's no joke that yeah. ain't no easy ride was it a mile floor. and a half whatever it was we only stopped twice and I couldn't have been more proud of the boy because yeah. we rode all the way across that damn thing and so you know I'm just I am um, I think the span is about two miles yeah, yeah we can google it
0: I- <laughs> <laughs> thank you my tour guide
1: John J. Roebling okay
0: everybody do you, go ahead do, do you understand when he when you're proud of him right does he understand what that feels like? Do you see that on him?
1: Yeah, I think he
2: understands when he's done something good, but I'm very, I don't know, I, like, his mom, and, like, and we, we co-parent so differently, but it's like she's the emotional reinforcement, and I feel like it's my job. Motherfucker, they trying to get you. You got to be ready, Motherfucker. <laughs> What is this, so, training day? Yeah, they're, they're coming for us, motherfucker. Who said Everybody, they're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I congratulate him, but I also feel like it's my job to make sure that he is prepared for failure because life is more failure than success and it's how you survive those moments that get you to the next success. And so I'm not trying to over congratulate but hey man that was good now let's 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 watch the game tape and see what we can get better (laughs) you know like i don't shit on his happiness i let him have those moments and i celebrate that but you know i just want to make sure that within the congratulations that we don't lose that effort and i think that's the important thing the balance that she and i have because she is Mm. the the unconditional love and praise and everything is good mm-hmm. and i try to match that that's the thing that's really that nobody really says about parenting is that low-key like you can tell when your partner is reaching the kid on a different level mm-hmm. than you are mm. so then the next week you just got to steal they shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i hate it husband steals my shit. That's what I fucking, that's what you have to
2: do. You have to steal the shit. So now when he go to bed at night, I go, I just want you to know that I love you. (laughs) Because she do that end of the night, I love you speech. And I I don't always do that when she's not around. But now I'm like, hey man, hey, hey. (laughs) Bring it in, bring it in. (laughs) My I love you and everything, no matter what. You always loved and you always got people that love you, and no matter what. You always got people on your side. You're never alone. <laughs> she says it a lot better than I do. <laughs> no, that's
0: good. <gay. laughs> i, just I love... be
2: straight stealing out the playbook. I be blowing bubbles with him. Oh, you like bubbles? Well, you know I got
1: bubbles too, motherfucker. Hey.
2: <laughs> well, you ain't tell me you like bubbles. I ain't know you like
1: bubbles. <laughs> You got to steal. What do you think is the difference between growing up in Alabama versus Ooh. growing up in in New York?
0: Oh shit!
1: What's been the, What's the major difference?
0: Come on, really?
1: Beyond the obvious that you beyond the growing obvious. up, because
2: <laughs> he's growing... raising a child.
1: In... Okay, raising a child.
0: Ooh, yeah, yeah, raising good a child. follow up.
2: Uh, growing up in, I would say the biggest difference is that. When you live in a bigger city, ambition isn't a far-fetched concept. So Mm. the idea that you can do something is not wild because you're around people that do it. You're in the city where the thing is being done. Whereas in Alabama growing up, like, even the concept of doing stand-up comedy, this shit was another universe. Hmm. This is another world. Like, this is not what you're supposed to even be a part of. And you're raised around a lot of people that are, you know, more, you know, American values. And it's very much just get a job, get married, love Jesus, and eat barbecue on the 4th of July. Yeah. Keep it moving. So the idea of doing something bigger and better like, like I've always credited, you know, Ricky Smiley, who is, you know, now a nationally syndicated radio host, but he's a comedian. And he was the first person from Alabama that I ever saw on cable. Hmm. And so Ricky is from like three exits up the freeway. It took seeing Ricky Smiley for me to go, oh, I can do it. I can be from here. Right. And do this. You know, when you are from the par say disregard, you find yourself second guessing your dreams because nobody else around you has that dream. Nobody else is. Very few people are dreaming beyond the horizon. This is pre-internet. I'm sure it's a little more different now. But in those days, if you didn't see it, you didn't think that you could fucking do it. Yeah. Whereas in New York, everybody's doing everything. Yeah. So to raise a child in this, it's dope because I can expose him to everything. This boy is six. Mandarin, karate, fucking a little bit of piano, fucking chess, he can swim, he can kind of dribble a basketball. (laughs) Like, like there's so many other (laughs) things that I can expose him to faster and immediately, and he can see so many different types of people. And people think I joke when I say this, but I did not meet my first Latino until the eighth grade. Wow. Just straight up. Never been a the team. Birmingham is an 80% black city. School district is predominantly black. Every school I went to was black except for one that I got bussed out to for a year. And, you know, like I didn't get a white classmate till the sixth grade. And that wow. was because I got bussed out. Yeah. Everything else is just strictly, it's extremely restrictive, you know, culturally speaking. So you find yourself when you get to college discovering, like all of this, like, Jamaican and Haitian and that, like that that was new shit to me. You just described my
0: whole ass nationality. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All that shit you are, I ain't know about that shit till college. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to college in Tallahassee. I went to Florida AM. and m So it's just oh. a bunch of niggas from Miami going. I ain't regular black motherfucker my right, I'm like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> so
0: not the snore in the microphone. <laughs> Put the microphone are, away from you, I'm Hulu. sorry.
2: You're exposed to more sooner. hmm So you never have to question whether or not you can do something. Nothing's new when you come up in a bigger city. And I think that's the thing that has been the biggest, like, difference in raising my kid here. You know, I do think that there's certain aspects of the. Side. I do think that the heat builds character.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
2: I love my boy. He's a bit of a house cat. I'm trying to get that out of him.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like Southerners in here yeah. know that humidity. Like I yeah. was raised in that did you, did, all day. Heat yeah, yeah. yeah. stroke. You go catch some heat stroke. Did, yeah. Heat stroke.
1: <laughs> did your mom ever just say like, go outside. It would Absolutely. be like the
2: middle of the day. And it was just. Absolutely. Yeah. I spent every summer in Clarksdale, Mississippi, at my grandma's house. When I would get out of like second, third grade, it's a little town an hour south of uh Memphis. Shout out to Morgan Freeman and Nate Dog. Those are the
1: famous Where? alums of Clarksdale. Dude, my family is from Clarksdale, Mississippi. Oh shit. What's up, cuz? What's up? Show this.
2: Yeah, we would be outside all day. The mosquito truck would come down the street. Mm-hmm. We would play in the pesticides.
0: Playing, yep, yep. It oh.
2: You'd be all right. A fucking pesticide truck every day. Mm-hmm. Would just drive down the street. That cloud, spraying a cloud down the street, and you would go out and play fucking in play in that cloud.
1: No warning, no nothing. Oh,
2: it smelled amazing.
1: Didn't oh it though? my god, citrusy. Ah,
2: fucking DDT, bro. Yeah. That shit,
1: exfoliants. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah, so when we go down, like matter of fact, we're going back home next weekend. Um, I got a brother. He's a, he, he loves to fish. So we fish, sure. dirt bike, racing. Do you fish? No, but he yeah. does. So I'm going <laughs> to sit and watch my brother fish <laughs> right. and teach my son, hey, motherfucker, learn about nature. Touch the fish. Don't be grossed out. Gut it, cut it open. Yeah, that kind of exactly. Yeah, that type of yeah. shit. Like that, because that's the stuff that in New York I learned, and this is something I took for granted coming from the South, is that grass is a destination. <laughs> <laughs> Air horn! Like, it's true. You don't just stumble upon grass. You have to plant. Saturday, would you like to go d- d-
1: d- to the yes. grass? To the grass? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's funny because they don't even call it grass. Yeah. You know what <laughs> New Yorkers call grass? The floor. <laughs> they call it the floor. Yeah, green that space. That's true. Like, Y'all won't oh, even just go to the my grass. My wife's they in New York. A... She's like, she'll be like, oh, yeah, the, the chocolate fell on the floor. And She means the sidewalk or the ground or the dirt. Like, no, that's the ground. Yeah, I guess it comes from ground floor, but I'm like, what the fuck I are guess. y'all talking about? You're and right even out.
2: grass in New York, like, y'all don't just go kicking on it all the time. They got to trick y'all with jazz music and food
1: trucks.
2: <laughs> 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 Take your ass outside. Well, will there be music?
1: I don't know. <laughs> The only time y'all go outside, Phil will be there. All right. <laughs> All right. Lincoln Center. Uh, this
0: is. I'm excited when you say food truck. I'm like, where's my tote bag? Like, oh <laughs> yeah, ugh. but
2: like that. The idea of <laughs> you know raising a kid, raising a city kid as a country boy is just. It's weird because I don't know everything. I'm not like that's that's the part that I think I have a handicap on is that. I don't know everything that a New York kid will experience. So I don't know if I'm preparing him for everything. So for now, I just... Like on some street smarts type shit. So yeah, now right. I'm just going through the basics of no, know, you know, know everybody's phone number. I, I made our phone numbers the code to his tablet so he could learn phone numbers and shit like that.
0: Right, that's smart.
2: You know, and then... It's like, all right, motherfucker, learn the train, learn your stops.
0: It's crazy. I'm trying yeah. to teach my three-and-a-half-year-old twins how to cross the street. And I told my kids, when you see the, <laughs> the orange hand blink, it's like a high-five telling you to stop. So just don't cross. But when you see the person, you can go. But now every time I bring my son outside, he's just like, it's a white person. We can go now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The white man said it's okay. The so, white
0: man said it's okay. So I say Mama, white lights. It's a white person. You got to say white lights. The white lights. I say I wait know. for the white lights. The white lights. But <laughs> he's lights. like, it's a white person. That's yeah. said it is, but let's go. But, plus my husband's white, so I'm like, it checks out. You know what I mean? We'll see. We'll see.
1: But you got to tr- teach him to cross the right way, right? Which is like not just the person. It's like the person, you see the person, you don't just go then. You got to wait for that biker to come by, right? Yeah,
2: you got to check the bike lanes. Yeah, yeah. You know, head on the swivel is what I say. Yeah, uh, when he's when we ride bikes down the sidewalk to go to the West Side Highway, which is really like the only place we really ride. Yeah, head on the swivel, checking driveways, checking your blind spots. <laughs> like, but what I'm trying to do now, because you know he's going in the first grade, he's got to learn these cross streets. You have to know, and I don't know if that's just some coming up in you know a bit of a militaristic home. And then what little bit I did learn in JROTC, just you just gotta know where you are, right? Know where you at, motherfucker, and figure out. Yeah. But that's what I do when we ride bikes. When we go out, we'll take the west side all the way down from fucking Harlem, and I'm like, all right, now get us home.
0: Wow. Oh God! It's like they do this thing yeah. in Holland called drop offs. When you're like 11 to 13, your parents will just drop you off somewhere blindfolded. And then you have to, they take the blindfold off and you have to figure your way back out. So it's fun. You should meet my mother-in-law. Listen, you guys. I get that concept.
2: Like, I understand. I'm not going to go to that extreme because motherfuckers be kidnapping. But (laughs) self-reliance, you're saying. Yeah, but he needs to learn that self-reliance and how not to panic. And I feel like that's my job.
0: yeah. It is your job. It's the hardest job that you will never pay taxes on. Now, besides besides marriage, which you do pay taxes on. Anyways, um, the audience had written down some questions about adulting, and we're going to answer them now. Are you cool with that?
2: I'm ready. Dope. Okay. Uh, I'm ready.
0: What are your thoughts on bringing back separate beds, living spaces for couples? I lived with a woman and
2: I, I snore and she wasn't with that shit. So we kind of had that fucking 1950s sitcom situation going well, on. I love, I love on. Lucy. Yeah, but uh, no, well they they slept in the same room on different the sitcoms. Beds. Different yeah. beds, same room. But no, I... You down with it? I know couples who do it. I think it's... I don't want... But I, I'm... I'm I'm hesitant to call anything weird. If it Oh, I'll do it. I think it, it's
0: weird. Um... But, <laughs>
2: No, because if it works for y'all, fucking fuck it. Because like what rule says that we should both be unconscious beside each other? <laughs> How possessive are we? I'm in the
0: house. It's
1: wow. Not like I'm wow. Round the corner. Fucking like
0: uh uh-uh. I know. You know what it is? Yeah. It really feels like you get to spend time with your mate without talking, and I love that. <laughs>
1: I have to say, sometimes yeah. you wonder why I go through so many questions. But here's one that just is a full—that's a paragraph. panic yeah. attack. Yeah. Um, my relationship status as flying solo and childless and healthy platonic and deep friendship with Jesus. my bestie has sparked rumors of us being—oh my god—of us being <laughs> a queer couple. I don't hate it. Should I just sit back and see?
0: Sorry, yes.
2: Should you fuck your roommate because everybody think you're fucking your roommate? Is that <laughs> what they ask
0: asking? Yes.
1: Because <laughs> that's what that sound like. That, is, that is, in that essence, like. what the question is.
0: Yeah. I forget who told me this because I talked to too many people. But um, you could have more than one soulmate. It doesn't have to be your husband or wife or whatever the fuck. It could be one of your best friends. It could be your. It could be whoever, and it could be more than one, right?
2: But should you fuck them? Should you fuck that extra soulmate? You...
0: <laughs> like, if you get a bonus soulmate, do you? Uh... <laughs> okay. Well, listen. This is what I think, only because you asked. <laughs> Being a straight person and then realizing that you might be attracted to someone of the same sex is a very scary thing, because you've already defined who you are. And she might not be gay, but has a connection with you. And so that is very scary for someone. But if she is going to at least acknowledge her feelings, it should be with a really close friend like you. I think if you're really interested, perhaps a day trip or a weekend away where you guys really can just hang out and focus on each other and bring it up. And if she's scared, like you have to respect that, right? but let her know that you will always be there for her if she ever wants to (sighs) come to the other side. How? You guys, let me get to it. Love is love.
2: Question.
0: Oh, you got a follow up question? For you. Oh, okay.
2: How does she approach that without jeopardizing the friendship?
0: Right. That's the thing, right? So I think you ask her a question and let her do most of the talking. Do you know what I mean? This is really about how she feels. Do you know what I mean? It's on her because we know how you feel. And you don't want to scare her away and be like, what I'm proposing is. Do you know what I mean? It's getting to a deeper level of friendship that you guys already have.
2: May I suggest something? Oh, yes. Is it? Filthy ass forty-three year old man. Oh no! Oh God! What is the off ramp here? <laughs> At first, I was gonna say watch porn together. Here's the move. I've been reading this book. <laughs> There's a book There's a book that I read called You Can't Lie to Me. It's written by a former FBI interrogator who interrogated um, Guantanamo and Al Qaeda and, like, all types of... Denzel training the, yeah, and training day, get it good. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's a woman who, who made 40 years as reading people, and the book breaks down how to read emotions and how to read micro-expressions and all of that type of shit, right? Okay, <laughs> so, like, Netflix got a lot of... They got a lot of, like, queer shows. Like, they got a lot of shows that talk about love and various aspects of the love spectrum, right? Some of them shows, they be fucking. Watch one of them shows and wait till they get to one of the love scenes and then you watch her. Yes.
0: I think it's more than physical if you're talking about intimate bonds and um, deeper level friendship. So it's more of, like, a safe space for her to explore and you might have to if it does go down take the lead and so I mean I'm excited for you but I'm also nervous because I feel like no matter what it should be a friendship yes let's get to the next question yeah
1: this one has a literal interrabang. it's like why can't I get a date in
0: NYC <laughs> maybe because you do too much <laughs> That sounds like a type A person that, like, needs to make a reservation three days in. Yeah. Is this your question? <laughs> <laughs> Why won't my wife date me? Um... Dude, dating, especially during COVID in NYC, is fucking crazy. Like, it is safer to suck a salty dick than to hug your grandma. So I don't know what to do for you. Right, mom? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, New York City is very tough, I, w- I will admit. It feels like uh, there's uh, there's definitely people don't have time for anything except for, like, watching somebody impersonate Michael Jackson on the subway. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: they I don't love have time that guy. For, they, I always over tip. Yeah,
1: he's great. Um, they don't have time for anything, right? They, they just even in dating it feels like you could get one date maybe another but then the person will just lose interest because they can go find somebody else
0: yeah it's a buffet everyone's got options so lock it the fuck down if you're interested don't overthink you know that's the fuck dude if you like someone there's probably not going to be someone fucking better so just do it may I lock it the fuck down sit on it spit on it do whatever the fuck you gotta do lock it the fuck down air horn (laughs) Or, or, or. or oh, there's more, there's or, more, there's more. And there's or, more. and or. Okay, and or.
1: My friend just started going to Philadelphia
0: and,
1: and got yeah. married.
0: Wow. Yeah, she's got
1: two kids and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she, she, she found him in Philadelphia and brought him back up here. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, all right. She she outsourced the dick.
2: Yeah. That's interesting. It's like college football. You ain't got a recruit in your region. <laughs> 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 many of fine athletes all over the country. Okay, you want two to come play So many prospects. <laughs> <laughs> what financial advice would you give a broke millennial?
0: Oh God. Uh, Ooh. Yuck.
1: Ooh. You know what? what? Go to treasurydirect.gov right now. What you can do is uh, there's treasury Treasury bonds. Yes, an I bond, uh, which uh, is indexed to the interest rates, which are going up, as we know. $10,000 you can put in this year, but, that's, but let me tell you something. Oh it's a God, nine percent. You're not gonna find a better oh deal around God. here at 9%. You can't lose on a bond. This is your dad talking to you right now. Also, don't put, put your money in crypto, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it.
0: Wow. Yeah. My
2: advice to a broke millennial would be don't fuck your roommate unless the lease is about to be up. <laughs> Air <horn! laughs> That's some real-ass advice just, right there. A roommate is Amazing. far more valuable than a
1: soulmate
0: <laughs> in this wow, economy. Wow, somebody that's got approved so for New all York. these nuggets he's dropping.
1: You want to ask this one? Is it normal to be exhausted by people that ask no questions? What? Is it normal to be exhausted? I follow exhausted? that up yeah. with a
0: question. That's so crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't understand. It's, it's a two-way street. Like, have a conversation. No, that's not... No.
1: I think they're with somebody that doesn't ask any questions. I think they're dating somebody that doesn't ask questions, and that, that person seems like they're just they either are disinterested. Yes.
0: Or have a family. <laughs> You're the side piece. They're fucking tired. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're not curious about you. You're not interesting. Or. They're...
0: What's your question?
2: I'm 42. Am I too old to wear T-shirts with (laughs) prints? With with prints or prints? This should be our last
0: question.
2: As a 43-year-old man, let me say something to you. (laughs) 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 You are too old. Uh, Unless, unless you're into music or it's some vintage T-shirt shit. Because if we're talking, like, your favorite cartoon from two years ago, like, I don't want to see you in a Rick and Morty t-shirt like that. <laughs> Thundercats, allowable. Thundercats, yeah. you go old school, fine. But if you're like, look at me, I am wearing a Bob's Burgers. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think that'd be so. Yeah. I think the problem, though, is that if you dress if you dress in a way that is acceptable to people that don't matter, then you attract the wrong people and then you're motherfucker going, why can't I date in New York? Ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I,
0: yeah. I mean, when people say it, dress for the job you want, that also means in life, like, just in life. Like, dress for the life you want. You know what I mean?
2: I don't know, but I, this, this is coming from a guy who's dated a woman who had an issue with some of the shit that he wore and then, like, in the back half, I kind of regretted that shit because I was like, uh yeah, shit as soon as we broke up, fuck that. Where's my G.I. Joe shirt? I
1: fucking,
2: <laughs> uh, put that shit back on immediately, because that's who I am. You know, 80, 70% of the time, I'm dressed down. But you thought you was getting daily show suit, nigga, around the clock. And, <laughs> uh, no, that is a character.
0: <laughs> right. I wouldn't be able to be with someone if I didn't like how they dress, period. It, it's a thing that attracts me. And... I don't need someone to be on some Kanye West shit. Like, you don't need to, like, come up with, like, a new line. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't have to have the hottest shit. But it really, to me, is, like, pride in yourself. And to me, that's fucking attractive.
2: Where is the line between someone leveling you up and them altering you into what they wish that they had actually dated?
0: Yeah. And
2: I think that's the hard part.
0: I think when they buy you something and then keep asking you to wear it.
2: Right. I've been in that type of relationship before. It's like that shit
1: in that movie Vertigo where he's like, wear this, the green dress. (laughs) Now turn around. Make some noise if you've seen
0: Vertigo or if it's just Jordan. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. Relatable. All right. All right, anyways, um, this has been amazing. Hey, Roy, we ask every guest what is the most adult thing you want to do for yourself this year that you haven't done yet?
2: I want to go to South Korea to watch baseball. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I'm All right. Not around.
0: You are I'm not fucking around. I
2: want to watch I love baseball and South Korean baseball and Japanese baseball too. It's like a college football atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But baseball is happening around you. And if you don't fuck with baseball, you're not going to understand why this makes me happy. But I I don't know, I just it's the sport that I love. It's the sport I grew up playing. And to be able to see it somewhere else play differently. Hmm. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to that. I got to perform in Hawaii in two weeks. And there's a, there's a dope ass hot dog place three islands up from Honolulu. And motherfucker, I promise you, I'm going to have me a goddamn puka dog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Google
2: puka dog. Nigga, the bread is a tube, and they put the hot dog in the tube of bread. There's no openings. It... I don't even know how to engineer this shit. It's just fucking the puka dog. that's Those are the two things. <laughs> You
1: gotta go three islands. It's the only reason I
2: took the gig in fucking Honolulu is so I can (laughs) go to the other island. So you can go go to Kona. Kona.
0: That is so real. Please give it up for Roy and his Pooka Dog, everybody. (laughs) Unbelievable. Oh, man. (laughs) Wait a minute. But Roy Wood, I mean, Roy Wood Jr. tickles me silly. I loved his answer. For what's the most adult thing you want to do for yourself? Going to go see a baseball game in South Korea is definitely one of the most original answers we've heard. And I'm obsessed with that. Like, I've been talking to my friends about it. I'm like, have you seen games in different countries? And they're like, we have. And it is Mm -hmm. such a great experience. The air is different, the soda is different, Mm. you know, the conversations are different, like Mm. how people act and stuff. And I'm like, he has inspired me to put that on my adulting list. Oh, my
1: gosh. You're going to go put the soul in Seoul. You're going to go watch baseball in South Korea. No,
0: not that. But I definitely would love to go see a soccer and or football game in Holland the next time I go.
1: Oh, see. Okay, 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 okay. You know know what I mean?
0: It's never been one of my um, priorities. It's like, let's go to a nice dinner. Let's get a nice cocktail. But it's like, there are other things to do in life besides eat and drink. Not many that I love. But that is one.
1: What about you and me? You and uh-uh. me. Yes. At Wimbledon. Yes. Tennis whites. Yes. On a Sunday.
0: Yes. <laughs> Think about it. Answer me with your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go. Are you serious? I'll get some security detail and people will be like, damn, Meghan Markle let herself go, honey. <laughs> we didn't know Megan had black friends like that. That'd be great. Would That'd be great. Stop, you know what? The first time yeah. I ever went to a tennis game was with my husband in Queens. and Because he loves tennis.
1: U.S. Open. yeah, Yes.
0: And I didn't realize that I was like, like a black person in a the movie theater. I was like, you better go, girl. But nobody was doing that. It was I like, that. I didn't know.
1: Mm-hmm. I love, I want to one day go to like, I want to see the Paris Open. I want to see the oh. red clay of it all. You know, yeah. I wanna to go to Wimbledon. I wanna see the grass of it all. I've gone, you know, I've gone to US Open, we on
0: concrete.
1: Cause it's New York City, we on concrete. It's it's more like it's Wheeler. <laughs> I love that. I love that. The
0: US Open, I've never seen so many cheetah sneakers. Just <laughs> it's a lot of cheetah. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. A lot
1: of cheetah sneakers? It's a
0: lot of cheetah sneakers. I don't know why or how or when. Cheetah Look, print? Cheetah print. Not sneakers for cheetahs.
1: What is... Come on. I'm trying to... Listen. The
0: edible's not even kicking in.
1: Listen, you paint a picture. And I love... Because you have to understand that you're in Queens. So that's very accessible to Long Island. So you're getting people from Long Island... On that Ronkonkoma train? On that wine dance of it all? <laughs> <laughs> They're coming right there. You know it and I know it. <laughs> Long eyelids.
0: Am I wrong? Speaking of which, yeah. what's your preferred cocktail at a game? Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. I do—I usually ask for, like, a rye and ginger. Like, just a rye whiskey oh. with ginger ale. Yeah, with a little twist yeah. of uh, lime, you know? it's a It's a very— a refreshing Bev and keeps you keeps you cool you know suck it, up on the lime it
0: does keep it, it
1: does keep you cool what do you like?
0: I'm just gonna have to say rosé all day honey put some more ice in mm. it let me sip sip I hate when they don't let me take a double let me have a double I'm a tired ass mom with back fat and freckles delicious and I've worked really hard to set up the afternoon to go give me a double I am drinking responsibly because I'm taking an Uber or Lyft whatever
1: My dream, yes, my dream at the US Open is to have one of those like boxes one day when I win the lotto.
0: Yeah, I get
1: a paper route. I'm gonna get one of those boxes and then
0: (laughs) paper route.
1: You feel like
0: Jordan, we will do this. And you know what I want to do? I want to do a box and I want to have a rotisserie chicken all to myself with no fork, no (laughs) knife. How I watch a game at home is how I want to watch a game in public. Just it's shovel. just on Ooh. a spit. Yes. It's just yes. On a spit, going. Yes. <laughs>
1: Heist just well, with a, with a brush, just like marinating it.
0: Just licking my fingers. Is it done? <laughs> mum, mum, delicious. It. No high fiving. <laughs> no high fiving. Just yummy. You have to be like all wow. fancy and cute when you go to like sporting events, and then you go to like the area where the cool people hang, and it's always like miniature. Bite-sized bullshit. And I'm just like, <laughs> just give me a whole rag. Why are you giving me a spoon of macaroni and cheese? I want a bowl.
1: You want a bowl? Listen, when we went to that Jets game, which was questionable at best, <laughs> as far as my hygiene well, is concerned. I,
0: I, got, I know, wait, let's set it up. I got tickets to a Jets game, and I thought it was going to be in New York, and it was in Jersey. And I was like, this is a lot further than <laughs> I didn't even Who's know. Gonna what, I, Who's going to tell us? Who's going to tell us? Like, nobody to the GPS told Where? Where? me. Where? And I invited you and your wife, and it was, like, definitely in the middle of the COVID. And I don't know that you want to go to Jersey in the middle of COVID at a, a, sport, <laughs> a sports event because yeah. it was all noses. Everybody's nose was out. Nobody out. was vaccinated. Mm-mm. It was wild. But what I do love about you and your wife, even though you guys are petite people, You pack your plate up, you put it away, and then you and then your wife. I love it because if it's like a good smoked salmon, she's like, Oh, you gotta go see what they got over there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's a secret, it's a It's a secret.
1: They put a whole they put a whole pork shoulder in the uh, the Bloody Mary. I was like, yes. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love my baby. baby, 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 baby. <laughs> I, was, I was so dehydrated by the end of that. Y'all, of course, were like logical. <laughs> like, we're like, we're getting out of here. You're like making big eyes yeah. at us. We're like, nah, <laughs> this is going to be great. It's the Jets. Why not risk it all? (laughs) Why not risk my life for the Jets? (laughs) Let's do it.
0: You guys got there before (laughs) us and left after us. I'm like, we're going to go now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they won. The Jets won. That was the craziest part. That was the only game they won.
0: Yeah. And I love that you guys appreciate things, too. They gave us a hat, all of us hats. And I was like, okay, another hat that won't fit my head. And you were like, "Look at the quality of this hat! It's a bit." Me- Did you feel the rim? Oh, it's so good, and it's washable and soft. And I was like, "Okay, like this is just another hat. I'm gonna give like somebody I don't know a cousin." I'm or such
1: a gigolo for free stuff, though. I'm just like, you like, really
0: are. You really are. <laughs> it like made you so happy. I was like, should I give him this one?
1: You should have. And then later on, I was like. In the dead of winter, I was like, where did I get a jet that from? I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't throw it away now. I mean, who's going to take it?
0: Nobody. It's
1: like trying to throw out a recycling can. Ain't nobody going to take that. You better put it back. It's is going to
0: keep washing up.
1: <laughs> like a bad penny.
0: This was fun. Now I have to go clean yes. my closet.
1: Do it. All right, Marie Kondo.
0: Yeah, I got to go spark joy <laughs> and say hi to my house. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Natalie, come fix it. <laughs>
1: This has been an Exactly Right production.
0: Our senior producer is Natalie Wren. Senior
1: managing producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton.
0: This episode was sound designed
1: and engineered by Ryo Baum. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner Our theme song and live show DJing is by DJ Don Will.
0: This Bellhouse show was produced by Olivia Levine. Photography by der Vandermost.
1: Artwork by Jamie Bechtel.
0: Executive produced by Karen Kilgariff, Georgia Harstark, and Danielle Kramer.
1: Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod.
0: Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Mm -hmm.
1: Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode.
0: If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit ExactlyRightStore.com to purchase Adulting merch.